Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Alrighty then, folks. Got another episode for you today. Uh, just, uh, I wanted to do the Yankees episode separate so we didn't mix up the uh, DFS talk with what's going on with the Yankees. Uh, so obviously, uh, need to split it up. But we have the second wild card game tonight in the NL. It is the Cardinals traveling to the Dodgers. Dodgers prohibitive favorites in this one, and rightfully so because the Dodgers honestly are the favorites to win win it all this year. Uh, they are plus 375 to win the World Series. Uh, far and away, the lowest odds to win the World Series amongst all the playoff teams. Uh, Dodgers, as I said, uh, one and a half run favorites over the Cardinals. I mean, they are minus 228 to win this game. Max Scherzer on the mound. At minus two hundred, like when you once you get over minus two hundred for a baseball game, you're getting into pretty heavy territory in terms of baseball in general. Uh, when it comes to the playoffs, so just because baseball is so uh, high, there's such high variance. Uh, you you can see with a decent pitching matchup, uh, even a road team get uh, getting closer odds than what the Cardinals are getting. But Max Scherzer on the mound for the Dodgers. Adam Rain Wainwright on the mound for the Cardinals. Over under is right now uh, at seven, and I'll be honest here. I know I've trashed the Cardinals all year, and I don't think the Cardinals are that good. To to be perfectly honest, I don't think the Cardinals are that good. Here's what happened on the last weekend of the year. Uh, Dodgers first baseman Max Muncy literally gets injured on one of the most fluky plays imaginable. Trying to field the ball, runners in the base path. The ball is thrown into the uh, path of the runner. His arm gets caught uh, by uh, by uh, by the Dodgers. I mean, by the Giants runner, and you know, jacks up his elbow. I and he's 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 out. I mean, realistically, the way people are saying it is like maybe he makes it back, but honestly, you know, with an elbow injury like that, like, and the way he got caught, extended, like, he he's probably done for the postseason, and that is lefty power <laughs> that you just can't replicate in the postseason. And yes, they did <laughs> sign Albert Pujols. 
uh, to play midseason. No, Albert Pools is is not remotely a close replacement for what Max Muncy brings to the table. Uh, uh, 36 bombs, 250 average, uh, uh, 368 on base percentage, uh, almost 900 OPS. Uh, like this is just like as about as high across the board as it comes uh, in terms of uh, what you can bring to the table at that position this year with, uh, as I, as I have ranted about uh, uh, throughout the year, this was just not a good year across the board for a lot of, uh, a lot of offensive stats. Like pitching has been dominant uh, across the board in so many categories that it is really hard to uh, be able to see guys put up decent numbers anymore. Which is why, honestly, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I, I honestly think that the Yankees were the fourth best team in their own division. If Toronto actually got in, I think uh, Toronto beats uh, uh, beats Boston last night. Because Vlad Jr. was that good at the first base spot. Uh, Muncie definitely on the list, though. He definitely, he was definitely on the list in terms of uh, uh, what he, uh, what he brings to the table. But without Muncie, and you have the left-handed bat, like the Dodgers have plenty of depth on that team. It's just that having that kind of a loss is hard to, uh, it's kind of hard to uh, look past. So I don't know. It, it it's. It's, it's one of those where I kind of look at it from the standpoint of, you know, we, we can we can sugarcoat all, uh, all we want, but the Dodgers legitimately lost a five-war player off their postseason roster in the final weekend of the year. And to put that into context, the only guys who were even close to that high of a war in last night's game uh, between the Red Sox and Yankees despite the payrolls, were Xander Bogarts and Aaron Judge. Because Kike Hernandez didn't play nearly enough games to, uh, yes, his war is high enough from a lefty slugger perspective, but he didn't have, uh, in my opinion, didn't play enough games to truly qualify. But uh, Kike technically is up there. And guess what? Kike was on the Dodgers last year. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, as I said, the Dodgers have a lot of depth and, they know what type of players they want to target to make things happen. So, uh, again, I, I say this again from the context. I just recorded the Yankees episode. These are the players the Yankees should be should have been looking at to begin with, like a Kike Hernandez, that fill a role that the Yankees sorely need. But, again, they had enough right-handed bats. Uh, it's just... They have right-handed bats that don't do much else. Anyway, not, 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 another, t- uh, another time. We're going to get back to this game. So without Muncie, here's how this game kind of shapes up. Dodgers, still prohibitive favorites. But depending on how the Dodgers roll out this lineup, and I think it's pretty obvious, at least to me, uh, we should not be seeing Gavin Lux in here. Uh, I, I think uh, realistically... Uh, the guys who are going to be coming in for uh, the Dodgers uh, tonight 
is likely to be Matt Beatty. Uh, it's not Pujols, but Beatty instead. Why is it going to be Matt Beatty? Because Matt Beatty is the left-handed bat. Pujols, for those of you living under a rock for the last 20 years, Pujols is a right-handed bat. He smashes lefties, cannot hit righties anymore. The Angels ridiculously could not figure out the fact that Pujols should have been a platoon player and adjusted accordingly. The Dodgers took advantage of that when the Angels released him. So, it should be Matt Beatty tonight uh, in the lineup against Wainwright. With Beatty, you're probably only going to get about two at-bats because I don't see Wainwright going past six innings uh, with the way the Dodgers approach their at-bats. They're going to make Wainwright uh, work. Now, knowing the type of pitcher Adam Wainwright is and his curveball, he's going to be deliberate as to how he's going to go about his pitching. He's not going to be, like, the Dodgers don't really strike out. And Wainwright isn't a strikeout pitcher. What he's going to be trying to do is get them, and the Dodgers are more than happy to put the ball in play. But Wainwright is going to try to keep using enough all-speed stuff, use the curveball, and get the Dodgers to get light hitting off of the breaking pitch. So how does that really translate into a DFS perspective? And the answer is, you know, Wainwright is not going to be a hot, like he's not going to like light up the scoreboard with points. But the point is it's to be a contrarian play because what the field is going to do and most people are going to do because, you know, the Dodgers should be heavily favored. They're going to load up on Dodgers bats expecting that they're going to just smash the Cardinals into oblivion. But we know from the betting line that, this is going to be a low-scoring game. It's fewer, even fewer runs than last night. It's only seven runs being projected by Vegas. And uh, from an over-under standpoint, they're saying, you know, maybe the Dodgers get to five runs, but that's about it from a team total standpoint. So with that in mind, if it's only going to be five runs, like that's just not enough from a DFS score standpoint uh, that you're going to see a ton of... Uh, a points in this matchup here. Realistically, like on average, you're probably going to see like from even from the best hitters in this game, maybe you get to 10, 12 points. The ceiling is someone hits a bomb. And of course the home run is going to be worth uh, uh, 14 for a solo shot. And you know, hopefully you get some uh, runners on base and then you're in, in the teens. Obviously you're on dream street, but it's just not going to be a ton of runs in this game more than likely. So how do we prepare for that? What we got to do is, again, get contrarian, and you play Wainwright, just not in the captain. So who is the captain? Going to be Max Scherzer. Scherzer should still generate a ton of strikeouts on like pretty much uh, this entire Car- uh, Cardinals lineup. I, as I said before, I don't think the Cardinals are that good of a team, to be perfectly blunt. Uh, Goldschmidt has terrible numbers against him. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, the first baseman, for those of you who don't know, um, six for 35 lifetime against Scherzer with 18 strikeouts. I'm, I'm going after him. Yes, they have Nolan Arenado. But here's the problem. Arenado was not, even with the uh, Cardinals on the run that they had, winning 17 games down the stretch, 
Arenado was not hitting that great. Uh, you know, he cooled off quite a bit in, in the la- latter stages. So, to me, I'm looking at price tags here. I think you can fade a ton of bats uh, here. Uh, Arenado's 8,200. Edmund, 8,000. Uh, while Edmund was uh, hitting better uh, down the stretch, uh, you know, that's a ton. That's a ton of value, like a ton of money. And again, you know, for what we're going to be doing, if Scherzer's the captain, we don't want Cardinals bats in our lineups. So what you have to kind of do with your game script is figure out who you're targeting. So we're targeting Scherzer. I would target Wainwright, even though you're not going to get the strikeout upside. As long as he's getting out in the Dodgers lineup and the Dodgers bats aren't going off, which is likely to happen. You're just hoping that he doesn't walk too many guys or give up too many hits, but to just bank in some points. So who are we targeting? So Scherzer, Wainwright, and the guy I'm looking at is Trey Turner because everyone's going to be looking for power and the value you get with Turner here is his stolen base ability because Wainwright is going to be looking for the curveball. Yes, he's going to try to hold runners, but he's a curveball pitcher. Like, he's going to give up opportunities to steal bases. Yachty has always had a good arm, but Yachty is old. <laughs> it's like, he still yeah, he still has an arm. Don't get me wrong. He can still gun down plays, but, like, Trey Turner is one of the fastest runners in the league. Turner, if he gets on base, should have the green light to steal backs. And those five points from a stolen base... Critical in a matchup like this where we're not expecting a ton of runs. Seager. Uh, Corey Seager uh, uh, on the Dodgers uh, uh, at short. 9K. So Turner's 9,800. Seager's 9K. Uh, Same spot. It's just that not nearly as fast. So uh, you want to prioritize Turner, in my opinion, over Seager. Seager uh, uh, would most likely be... uh, a candidate that you're looking for if you can get a double and in, in in an RBI at some point in the game. But I like the I like Seager's ability. He could still run the bases as well. It's just a matter of uh, I would rather uh, lean towards Turner because that's the more likely scenario uh, from a Dodgers uh, uh, batting standpoint. And then the other guy I'd be look, looking at would be AJ Pollock at 7400. Now. I know some of you are thinking, why haven't you mentioned Mookie Betts yet? Mookie Betts is the best player in this game tonight. But a new Mookie Betts is 9200 And the problem is, he, he's expensive, and it makes it that, uh, he's still expensive at 9200 Uh While, yes, it's cheaper than Trey Turner, Mookie, I know, folks, it's going to be more of a popular play. Now, again, from a DFS standpoint, if you're just looking to mid-cast, like, yes, you can play Mookie Betts. I'm not I'm not going to poo-poo Mookie Betts ever. But if you're trying to get different, if Mookie Betts is less expensive than uh, Trey Turner, what do you think most people are going to do? They're going to go to... Uh, Mookie Betts, because why am I paying up for Trey Turner when I could just get Mookie Betts? Because he has speed and power. Like, people are just going to go to Mookie Betts. So, again, this is where you're thinking from a a construction standpoint. Yes, Mookie Betts, 
I would say has more uh, potential to score higher than Trey Turner from a ceiling standpoint because uh, he still has a much higher home run upside. However, the project, uh, projected ownership for Mookie Betts would be well over 30% of the field. Turner would be likely half that amount. So, again, this is from a theory standpoint. If you're trying to win a large field GPP, what's the more likely scenario? That Mookie Betts ends up in a winner with you tying with a bunch of people? Or you try to win it solo with Trey Turner and Turner somehow with a an extra stolen base or two score outscores Mookie? Like, that's what we're talking about here when we're talking about a strategy uh, and approach to the game because you're trying to get different from the field with guys that had the upside of the uh, plays that most people would be gravitating towards. So the plays that likely are going to be played would be guys like Justin Turner, right-handed power batting in the cleanup spot where Muncie would have been. So Turner moves up in the lineup uh, in the four hole and you know, folks, Expecting Dodgers runs, most likely it's going to be coming from the 4-5 spot, so the ownership's going to go to Justin Turner, and it's going to go to the catcher, Will Smith. I like, but, like, it, it's it's not, I mean, this is not rocket science in terms of how we're going to be uh, building out uh, the rosters. It, it's, it's just, it, it is what it is. So, you know, when you've got, a matchup like this, you, you're trying to get a little bit different overall. Now, the play that I know folks are going to be gravitating towards, and I'm just telling you right now, it it, it is, you know, maybe one of these days it will work out, but I'm just telling you, you're, you're probably throwing your money away, is folks are going to try to play Cody Bellinger and say to themselves, somehow... Cody Bellinger is going to turn it on for the postseason. Cody Bellinger has been cold. He was cold last year. He got a couple of big hits in the postseason, but he was cold last year and cold throughout the playoffs. Like he didn't turn it on for the playoffs. He got two big hits in the uh in the World Series. And that was it. Like he was cold in, in the playoffs last year. And it extended into this year. But at his price tag of sixty two hundred, I know people are going to be flocking to Cody Bellinger to fit in the, all the bats that they want from the Dodgers. Cause that's how people are going to build. They're going to build as though the Dodgers are going to smash this, uh, the Cardinals and then they'll run it back with Yadi Molina. Cause Yadi is 4,600 uh, for the Cardinals or, uh, and so it's like the, the plays that people are going to go to Cody Bellinger at 6,200 Yadi at 4,600. And then they'll use Matt Beattie uh, as, uh, as the punt, uh, with uh, uh at 4400 and yeah they'll they'll probably run max maybe in the flex and then uh, put in another Dodgers bat in the captain. They're like that that's how uh, I could see a ton of rosters being constructed uh for the game tonight. And it's not that it's wrong. It's just the fact that it's going to be what a ton of other people do. It, it, it realistically, it's going to be it's not going to be any different than what most folks are going to be running with. So you know, you're just not making yourself that much different than the rest of the competition. The way I would say is you got to kind of look at it is the standpoint of 
Yeah. If I think the card, uh, the Dodgers win this game, which they should, it, it's going to be Scherzer captain. I'm going to fit in Beatty and Bellinger, and then I can get uh, Turner and Betts, and I'm 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 locked and loaded. My lineup's so stout, dude. And I'm telling you, it's going to be you and two thousand other dudes doing the exact same thing with uh, this main uh, contest on uh, DraftKings because I want to say there's. Um, Trying to see how many entrants are in this thing. Yeah, there's over thirty. Yeah, over thirty thousand, uh, thirty thousand entrants uh, and entries uh, in this contest. Uh, I mean, not not nearly full yet. Um, but yeah, there's just going to be a ton of uh, uh, people in this contest, and I'm just saying, you know, it's just you're not giving yourself any opportunity to be different. If you're just loading up on Dodgers bats and that's the end of it, you got to get creative. And the way I would say is for postseason baseball, you count on the pitching to take hold. You trust that Wainwright can be passive, uh, passable enough to get through a couple of innings to get you into the sixth and seventh inning. And then we see the bullpens uh, uh, come into play here and, the guy who's going to roll out for the Cardinals, uh, G, uh, I think it's Giovanni uh, Gallegos. I mean, he had 94 strikeouts in 79 innings pitched this year. That's pretty good. And so the way I would say this, folks, is because, you know, more than not, like people are just not going to build this way because you're not going to see bullpen guys like by nature, when DraftKings has their app, all those bullpen guys are going to be hidden because uh, the default is to hide the non-starters. So all the bullpen guys are going to be hidden. But realistically, this is an elimination game. You know the bullpen's going to be involved. So what's the way to go about it? Play the play the bullpen guys to get different. So I would say you should have at least one bullpen guy from each team. I think Gallegos definitely comes into this game at some point in a high leverage spot for the Cardinals. I think that's a given. Instead of playing the Cardinals bats, you can play the Cardinals bullpen because you know they're going to be involved at some point to strike out Dodgers at bats in a high leverage spot. And because it's at a high leverage spot, it'll it'll be them coming in and they got to face at least three, uh, three hitters. So I'm just saying... It gives you an opportunity to get strikeouts without the downside of earned runs. Unless, of course, they get a, uh, give up a bomb. And if they give up a bomb, you know the field's going to win anyway. But we're trying to we're trying to win large field tournaments, and you got to get a little bit different. So I like Gallegos, and on the Dodgers side, you're going to see Blake trying and uh, get in work. Now, normally, if we were doing like a, a script uh, from a from a closeout game, you, you kind of look at the closer. But Kenley Jansen's been so erratic. I don't even want to take the chance uh, of doing the Kenley Jansen dance. Uh, plus, if you're doing that, you're also banking on it just being a three-run uh, deficit to be a safe situation to bring in uh, the Dodgers. But I, I would say the Dodgers relievers that uh, could uh, – 
it come into into the fold here would be uh, Blake Trinan, and also uh, y- you got uh, Joe Kelly on the Dodger side. So to me, with the relievers, and thankfully uh, DraftKings did not price them up. They got them at 4K. So to me, the play is you captain Scherzer. So that's going to cost you the 17K in salary. Then you run it back with bullpen arms because Scherzer's not going to go. And if Max goes eight innings and turns over to Canley Jansen, you're already in a pretty good spot (laughs) to at least cash. So, okay, you end up with a zero. The bullpen guys don't go uh, get in the game. So be it. But more than likely, Max is going seven because they're going to want him for the divisional uh, series, so they're not going to have him max out pitches uh, in a one-game playoff when they have a five-game series against the Giants that they need Scherzer available for and hopefully available to pitch in two games. So I can't see Max going past 95 pitches tonight because they need him for the Giants series. So to me, I think this is... Max, get through, get through six. Even if you're at 90 pitches, we're probably pulling you and relying on the bullpen to get the job done because we need you for the Giants series. So that's the way I'm kind of building it out. And so I'm looking at guys like Joe Kelly and, and Trinan because uh, Trinan, I think, is a lock to get into this game at some point. Uh, Kelly might not get into the game if Max plays that well. If Max plays that well, then we're, we're Max and the captain still should be a legit uh, smash in the captain because not everyone's going to be playing Max and the captain. Just it's just people just don't like uh, doing pitcher and the captain more often than not. So in my opinion, Max and the captain, while popular, isn't going to be a universal play. But what is definitely going to be different than most people is using a bullpen arm or to rather than using a cheap hitter because most people are going to just use the cheap hitters to fit in. You can use the bullpen arms and then get a premium bat from the Dodgers to get yourself different. So that is the route I would suggest going is to focus on names like Blake Trinan and Joe Kelly. And then on the Cardinal side, even if you don't believe in Wainwright, if Wainwright struggles, they're going to have to go to the bullpen anyway. So Gallegos is coming in one way or another. And if Wainwright really struggles and you truly believe in the Dodgers bats just knocking him out of the game early, then Dakota Hudson would uh, uh, be the uh, long uh, long man in the bullpen to come in early before the fifth inning for the uh, Cardinals to get nine outs, essentially, because the, the Cardinals are going to have to try to stretch that game if Wainwright cannot get them at least five innings. I think the uh, Cardinals are going to ride Wainwright through six innings to hell or high water because realistically against the Dodgers, I think they trust Wainwright more than any other pitcher in that entire staff, including the bullpen arms. I think they just trust Wainwright that much to figure out a way of wiggling in and out of danger against uh, a team as disciplined as the, as the Dodgers. So from my perspective, low scoring game, a lot of people are just going to uh, load up on Dodgers bats to smash the Cardinals, and I just don't see that being the way. I don't necessarily like Cardinals bats because I think realistically there's a reason why the Dodgers are favored. 
uh, if for the Cardinals to win, they need to be able to catch someone, uh, and by someone I mean Max sleeping on a pitch, and they just drive one out of the park, and hopefully they, they, someone got a walk, so it's a two-run bomb, and they they get on the board that way. Like to me, that's the way to go. If you're if you're playing for the Cardinals, but even then, I'm not loading up a Cardinals bat because I still think. Max outscores the like the vast majority of the Cardinals lineup because he's going to get a ton of strikeouts because guys like Goldschmidt are really going to struggle tonight in my opinion, and I don't see Arenado doing that much either. So to me, <clears throat> I'd be looking at a guy like Tyler O'Neill. Uh, he's definitely going to be pricey, and again, to get different uh, at Tyler O'Neill's price tag because I want to like Tyler O'Neill had a really high price tag. I want to say it was like. Uh, I want to say it was like nine, like he, I think he was the highest price guy on in turn. Yeah. So Tyler O'Neill is the second highest price guy in this game tonight. He's 9,400. People are not going to click on Tyler O'Neill's name because they're going to see all these Dodgers bats. And then there's this one Cardinals guy at 9,400 who's not named Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado. They're like everyone's get, like, people are just going to click on Goldschmidt and Arenado just on name recognition or no. And it's like, who the bleep is Tyler O'Neill? So to me, if you want to get creative and you think someone jumps on uh, a pitch from Max to drive it out of the ballpark, the hottest hitter on the Cardinals is Tyler O'Neill. He had a four, uh, like he, his ISO was over 400 in uh, the last month alone. Uh, you know, he had like a ton of big hits. Like that, that was like the guy I kept seeing on highlights uh, for Cardinals victories was Tyler O'Neill. And Dylan Carlson has been one of the value plays in DFS all season long. Uh, he's 7K. And again, people are going to click on Dodgers bats instead of those two guys. So while I know people are going to click on Yachty's name, to me, if you were taking any Cardinals bats, it should be O'Neill and Carlson because they actually have potential of doing damage compared to the other guys on the roster who, you know, to be frank, like if they get a walk tonight, that's basically their contribution to the team. Uh, it, it, like some of these other guys on the roster, their job is to eat pitches from Max Scherzer and try to get them out of the game. I, I just don't see them realistically doing anything against Scherzer tonight. So as I said, it's up to you how you guys want to attack the game, but I'm just telling you from a standpoint, you got to get a little bit different uh, tonight with a team that's as solid as the Dodgers. Uh, their batters are priced up. You got an ace on the mound in Scherzer, ride the ace, and then get creative with the bullpen to make yourself different from everybody else. So that's all I got uh, for the game. I still think the Dodgers win this one. I think this is probably a 4-1 to one, uh, type of game. Maybe we get Kenley Jansen for a save, but, you know, I'll maybe have one or two lines of that. But, you know, I, I don't think necessarily if uh, the Dodgers are kind of rolling – I. Dave Roberts may not go to Jansen off the bat immediately because, again, they got to do this series against the, uh, the Giants. It, you know, you, you're trying to minimize the amount of guys pitching in this game uh, tonight. So, yeah, maybe uh, everyone gets only one inning. But if that, I still probably wouldn't even use uh, Jansen in a save situation if I can help it because you're going to need him to pitch well uh, in a five-game series in multiple times. So, it may not even be worth it tonight if you think you can handle business against the Cardinals without uh, having to go to them. So that's all I got for tonight. Good luck, everyone, with uh, your lineups, and uh, until next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.